What's going on? Welcome to the program. Happy Wednesday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. You are there. And uh, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Um, so we have the details of how the meeting occurred at Mar-a-Lago between Trump and Kanye or Yay or Yee. Is it Yee? Is it Yay? Yay? It's Yay. Right. But then he should actually just put the 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 A after. It should be Y E A, because that's yay. That's how you like I's and nay or the I or the yays and nays have it, right? Yay is Y E A. Or Yay team, Y E A. Anyway. Kanye uh and um uh Nick Fuentes, right? I said yesterday. It would not surprise me if Donald Trump did not know who that guy was when he showed up. It would not surprise me because that what you would think would be the normal process to vet somebody wishing to dine with the president or former president. That doesn't apply because it's Trump and the normal things. Sometimes they apply, but usually they do not. Right. That's that was sort of the uniqueness of Trump was that he was. He was a norm breaker. And now NBC News, I know, I know, I can hear your eyes rolling from here, which is weird, but I can hear it. I know it's NBC, but they have some apparently well-placed sources, all anonymous. So you know it's true. I don't understand how Trump has anybody in his inner circle of trust. How would you have anyone in your circle of trust at this point? If every single thing, of course, it could be Trump. It actually, yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, it could actually be Donald Trump who's doing these interviews and giving the information to the reporters. That is very possible. It's what he used to do when he was the, when you pretend to be his communications guy, his PR guy, back when he was, uh, you know, strictly a real estate mogul in New York City. And he had, what was the guy's name? What's his son's name? What's the youngest son's the uh, Baron? Right, he went by the name Chris Baron. Fake name, but he would do interviews as if he was like the spokesperson for Donald Trump, and his name was Chris Barron. <laughs> and it was it was him. Anyway, um, so it would not surprise me if if at least one of these sources might actually be Donald Trump. But on the other hand, there are several people that are. It seems to indicate that there are different people that were interviewed that confirmed some of the details. And so I got to believe there are people around him that are talking. I have no idea who they are. Doesn't matter. All that matters is I was right. That's what the important thing is, is that my suspicion seems to be correct, which is Trump showed uh, Trump uh, or a Kanye shows up for the dinner with Trump. And as Kanye said, he didn't know who Nick Fuentes was. And uh, and so they were like, yeah, let's go have a, uh, let's go have dinner. And Hey, uh, do you want to come? You want, you want your friends to come? And they're like, yeah. And so that's how that happened. And now of course the campaign's like, okay, we need to fix this. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again. So NBC reporting just two days before Thanksgiving, Donald Trump was planning to have a private uneventful dinner with an old friend. Yay. The rapper formerly known as Kanye West. The two had arranged to break bread Tuesday night at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida after weeks of private phone conversations as Ye lost lucrative partnerships 
and became a mainstream cultural pariah for his anti-Semitic remarks, according to those familiar with the talks between the two men. So, so like, if you look at that sentence or that fragment right there, according to those familiar with the talks between the two men, that could be Trump. That could be somebody who listened to the conversation or somebody that Trump told about the conversation. It's going to be hearsay regardless, unless it's coming directly from Trump or Kanye or Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. So either way. I'm just letting you know, like you can have your doubts about where the information's coming from. But Trump may have been walking into a trap in Mar-a-Lago's gilded halls. One that leveraged his own penchant for spectacle and showmanship against him. Ye arrived with three guests, including white nationalist and anti-Semite Nick Fuentes. Trump has since said he did not know Fuentes or his background when they dined together. That is a claim Fuentes confirmed in an interview with NBC. So Nick Fuentes gobbling up every precious second of his 15 minutes of fame giving interviews, said, yeah, no, uh, Trump didn't know who I was. But others at the crowded members-only club figured out his identity. News of the meeting prompted an avalanche of criticism from some Republican rivals and allies of Trump in uh, his then-week-old presidential campaign. In damage control, Trump's campaign is now instituting new vetting procedures and gatekeeping efforts as details emerge about how Fuentes and the former president found themselves at the same table, according to two people briefed on the plans. Are these the same people? I don't know. All right, so skipping ahead in the story, it's a pretty lengthy write-up. It's very lengthy. It's four pages. Skipping ahead, Fuentes told NBC News, quote, We saw everybody in the dining room get up and start applauding, and then the president entered. He greeted us, uh, he greeted us and he invited Ye into dinner. And Ye said that he, wa- I feel like I'm doing something with the pronouns here. You know, like they, them. So it's just, it's clunky. Sorry. I feel like, because it says ye, and it's just throwing me. You know, because when I see ye, I think hear ye, hear ye. Right, like I think of Christmas carols. Anyway, so Trump greets us. He invites Ye into dinner, and Ye said that he wanted to bring us with him to the table. So we walked in. Ye took some pictures with some of the guests in the dining room, and then we sat down at the table. All right, so there, that's it from Nick Fuentes. Trump made sure that they sat at his specially reserved table on the patio. For all to see, according to Fuentes. But the dinner wasn't the happy photo op the president had planned. Now, if you listened to the show yesterday, this is not going to be newsworthy, but uh, it is confirmation of the original tale told by Kanye on the podcast. I'll get to the details. Newstalk 1110-993-WBT. We want to welcome the Light the Nights Festival. Not like they need us to welcome them. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. 
Truist Field. Now through January 6th, ice skating rink, a snow tubing hill, lights, live entertainment, holiday treats, Christmas trees, shopping, Santa Claus. There's just a ton of stuff. That is a 150-foot snow tubing hill. Go check it out. You get to walk through the ballpark, which has great views of the uh, city skyline. And uh, you got the Christmas tree lane, the snowtastic winter wonderland. You can learn to play hockey. Oh, that reminds me. Congratulations to the, uh, the men's soccer team. Right? They won. I cannot, in all seriousness, I cannot imagine being a player on that team going up against Iran with the reports that Iran, the, the government, had threatened to kill the team or their families if they didn't win. Like, if you're on that men's team, you're the American team, do you try your hardest there knowing that if you beat these guys, they're going to get killed? Yeah. Um, then you get the protests and the players, the Iranian guys protested as well and uh, over the, the, the head coverings and stuff that's going on in Iran right now. But all of that got me thinking about soccer and how, you know, they're always making changes to the soccer or to the to pro sports, right? They're like they they put the pitch clock into baseball and the illegal shifting and such. They, you know, they uh, they got changes to football rules like every single year. NBA, right? They move the three point line back and stuff. So they're always making these types of changes in pro sports. I think maybe I saw somebody mention this the other day that maybe we have to consider, you know changing some of the rules of soccer. Like, first off, you could make the field way smaller, take, like, half of the players off the field, um, no stoppage for the time or for the uh, uh, for the substitutions. You just let people sub in and out, sub in and out. Um, and then uh, give them some sticks and, and cover it all in ice. And I think it would be, like, a really good sport. I think there might be on to maybe shrink the size of the goal, too. I'm just... <laughs> Anyway, um, Donald Trump's uh, dinner meeting with Kanye West was a trap, as I suspected it might have been because Milo Yapiupalubis, whatever his name is, that guy is apparently, he is the, he is the nexus for how this happened. All right, so at the meeting, at the dinner, so first off, you got Kanye and you got Donald Trump. They're on the phone. They're chatting a bunch because Kanye's like, Oh, my gosh, I'm in crisis. I have all of these business problems because, you know, I started talking about the Jews, you know, controlling everything and out to get him and all that stuff. And so he got a bunch of his uh, endorsement deals cut. And so he's talking with Trump and Trump feels bad for him, which is what I said yesterday. I said, I suspect Donald Trump has a bit of a, a same sort of connection with Kanye as he did or does with Dennis Rodman. And he would talk about that. He talked about Dennis Rodman, his, his affection for Dennis Rodman. Guy going through a lot of troubles because Trump's own brother, right, died of alcoholism. So I think he has some sort of, you know, uh, affection for these types of characters. So um, Kanye and him are talking. They're like, hey, let's get, to, uh, let's get together for a dinner. And they end up doing it. And how it then happens is... Milo, he is working for Kanye, 
Now, how did he get with Kanye? Alex Jones. Not directly Alex Jones, but somebody who worked for Alex Jones connected Kanye with Milo. When Kanye got in all the trouble for sending out the anti-Semitic tweets, all of a sudden, I know this is going to shock a lot of people that somebody that worked on the staff for Alex Jones, I know of all people, Alex Jones, somebody on his staff would be like, hey, you know what? You should talk to Milo. And so puts them in, in touch. Milo then brings in Nick Fuentes. And what Milo says, he told NBC he arranged the dinner, quote, just to make Trump's life miserable because news of the dinner would leak and Trump would mishandle it. That's what Milo said. Because Milo became a Trump hater. Milo was a big Trump supporter. And then Milo said really stupid things, got into a bunch of trouble, got canceled, and Donald Trump didn't show him any loyalty. Donald Trump didn't come to his defense. Milo was uh, relegated to Hawkin Church merch on a YouTube channel or something. And he was mad about it. And so he... Made plans, I guess. He saw his opportunity and he took it. So at the dinner, they sit down. And Kanye criticizes Trump for not doing enough to help pay the legal bills of the people arrested in the January 6th Capitol riots. He also told Trump he might run for president against Trump. And Trump should be his running mate. All of which angered the former president, who then attacked Kim Kardashian. <laughs> what? 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 Why? You attack Kim Kardashian? They just had their divorce finalized like yesterday or something. Did you see that in the news? I saw it on the sidebar stories. I didn't read any of these stories. I just see them on the sidebars, you know, where it says she got the house and the house. She got two houses and she's getting like it's like two hundred thousand dollars a month in alimony. Which is, yeah, 200K a month. That's like radio producer money. That's, that's amazing. Um, so he goes after Kim Kardashian after Kanye criticizes him. Um, after this, uh, after the, the, the dinner, Kanye sent out a, a video. He posted it to his 32.2 million Twitter followers the next day saying, Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. <laughs> Fuentes said to NBC, that he praised Trump as, quote, my hero, and he criticized Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for his potential GOP primary challenge to Trump. But he also told him to his face at the dinner that the one-time 2016 insurgent was in danger of becoming a scripted establishment bore who could lose in 2024. Which is weird. Because you're there saying, oh, Ron DeSantis, what is he thinking going after you or, or thinking about running against you? As you are there working for Kanye, who is going to run against you in 2024. <laughs> it's just, it's just cartoonish. I like it. Ikifu, I'm going to start referring to Kanye as ye old rapper. That's the, the new brand. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So, 
NBC has a big write-up on how the meeting with Trump occurred. And this was what I actually was interested to find out about when, which is why I watched the, uh, the, the live stream that Tim Poole did with Kanye and Fuentes and Milo. And because, and that's what Tim Poole said he wanted to know about because that's the news story. How did this meet occur? One longtime Trump advisor who did not want to go on the record criticizing his preferred candidate said it was clear that Fuentes' presence was part of a headline-grabbing setup. Quote, the master troll got trolled. Kanye punked Trump. As advisors to Trump have attempted to quell the backlash, some have insisted that the... And by the way, let's take a look at this anonymous advisor to Trump, which could be Trump himself. I doubt it, because I don't think Trump would say that he got punked. Um, But they obviously are trying to protect themselves, too, right? Or himself or herself or they self, themselves, them, yeah, whatever. Ye self. They're trying to protect themselves because they don't want it to be on them that they somehow miss this or something. No, it it has to be that this was a trap, right? So that's a potential explanation. You got to see all the different angles here. You got to at least try as advisors to Trump have attempted to quell the backlash, some have insisted that the former president was essentially tricked by the rapper and his guests. That is a suspicion backed up by Milo Yiannopoulos, the anti-Trump far-right provocateur who is now acting as a political advisor to ye old rapper. Yapiupoulos, a former Breitbart editor who was banned from Twitter in 2016 for inciting a racist campaign against the comedian Leslie Jones. Remember that? She was the one of the stars of the female remake of Ghostbusters. Remember that? Anyway, Milo told NBC News that he was, quote, the architect of the plan to have Fuentes travel with ye old rapper in the hopes of slipping him into the dinner with Trump. The intent was for Fuentes to give Trump an unvarnished view of how a portion of his base views his candidacy. All right. He also says something else, but first let me just stop for a moment here. Is like this is Milo is a grifter and as such, he is going to give these explanations to cast himself in the most positive light and for a megalomaniac uh, 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 narcissistic psychopath like Milo, um, it, in his mind, makes him look better to cast himself as the mastermind. I put all of these things in motion. I am such a great reader of people. I knew this would happen and this would happen if I did that and this. And so I did that and this and this is that and that would happen. Okay. Like all of that is to his benefit in his mind. I mean, to me, he comes across, as I mentioned, as a narcissistic psychopath but in his mind much like the guy remember the guy uh, a couple weeks ago that um acted as his own lawyer in the trial of him murdering a bunch of people at a christmas parade when he ran over them as they were watching the parade remember that guy i played some of the audio from him and he thought he was the smartest guy in the room and you could tell in 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 his behavior in his posture the things he said the way he said them Milo is the same guy. Narcissistic psychopath. 
And by the way, that is not my professional opinion because I hold no medical credentials. Um, so Milo persuaded a former Trump 2016 campaign advisor from Florida, a woman named Karen Giorno, um, to give ye old rapper a ride to Mar-a-Lago, which she said led her to become an accidental member of the dinner party. Milo said that he also warned Giorno, which is not pizza, to brief Yi on Trump and politics and, if she went to the dinner, to lend a sense of political gravitas to the discussion. The fourth member of the party was a man that Kanye later identified as a parent of a student at his private school in California. What? So you, brought, you brought along a parent of a student at your school. First off, I did not know that Ye old Rapper had a school, but he did. Because it's closed now. Donda. Donda? Donda Academy? Donda Academy. Anyway, Donda shut down for the year after Ye old Rapper's anti-Semitic remarks. So, Milo said he did not know why that guy was traveling with them. Which is weird, because at some point... You would think, like, if you found out that he was the parent of a kid at the school, oh, well, why are you here? Whatever. Why not? Anyway, Milo said that Fuentes, the white nationalist racist guy, Groiper Army guy, um, he's serving in an advisory capacity. Giorno, who came and picked them up, worked on Trump's 2016 campaign, um, is not an official member of Kanye's campaign, but flew to L.A. to meet with them this week. Okay, that's kind of weird. So she's not a member of the team, but she flew out there. Okay. She's, uh, Milo said, I wanted to show Trump the kind of talent that he's missing out on by allowing his terrible handlers to dictate who he can and can't hang out with. Okay. You wanted to show Trump the kind of talent he's... Who's the talent that he's missing out on here? Is it Giorno, not pizza? Is that, is that who it is? That's the talent he's missing out on by allowing his handlers to dictate who he can and can't hang out with. Okay, she's the one that lined up this dinner meeting that has now blown up in Donald Trump's face. That's the talent he's missing out on by listening to his handlers, which I thought Donald Trump did not listen to his handlers. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he listens to some of them some of the time. I don't know. But here's the thing. like They, they obviously didn't stop Trump from having this dinner meeting. So they must not be very good. And you're not very good if you arranged it. And the people that you brought are not very good because that's the reason it blew up. I saw there's somebody said the uh, you know, the old thing about the uh, the uh, the scorpion and uh, and the frog, the scorpion rides the back of the frog across the water and then it stings him. And he says, why would you do that? And he said, I am but a scorpion, right? You knew what I was. And. Uh, I saw somebody say, is this this even, like, I don't think this cliche is even cutting it anymore. Is there a scorpion riding a scorpion fable that we can rely on here? Right. Like, it's possible for me to look at this story and not root for anybody. Just, like, I'm just rooting for injuries. That's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not rooting for injuries. It's just a joke. to give a special shout out one of my favorite cowards Cheryl see I could address your comment that you 
you told to Bernie to relay to me. But that's what you want. And I saw I'm like, I'm not going to feed the trolls. So if you want, Cheryl, if you would like to come on and make that comment and then have a discussion about that. And I could point out how incredibly obviously wrong you are. That's totally fine. We should do that. I would enjoy that very much. That's kind of the whole point. But uh, you don't get to call in, say something to Bernie, and then uh, get your comment addressed on the air. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to feed you. So if you, uh, if you muster up the courage, 704-570-1110, I know you know the number. It's probably on speed dial. Hate listeners, man. They love me the most. Uh, All righty. So this guy, Milo, and he's the, the, the racisty white nationalist guy. And apparently he's now, I saw something where somebody described him as a, He's now he's now not gay anymore. That's he said he's he, yeah he like converted to Catholicism and now he's not gay. He's a re- reformed gay or something. I th- I don't know. Then you got this guy Nick Fuentes, this white nationalist dude, and they're now part of they're they're part of Kanye's uh, uh, entourage. So they're rolling with Kanye, getting ready for the big twenty twenty four presidential race. Kanye's talking to Trump. Hey, let's meet for dinner. Okay. Uh, and they show up there, which is weird because it took like it, it, take, it took like three hours to get to Mar-a-Lago, which is twice as long as it should have. And how they got in was this woman, Karen Giorno, who was a former campaign advisor for Donald Trump in 2016. Um, Milo says that... He's, he was the architect of all of this, and he brought Fuentes in because he knew it would hurt Trump. He said he also wanted to send a message to Trump that he has systematically, repeatedly neglected, ignored, abused the people who love him the most, the people who put him in office, and that kind of behavior comes back to bite you in the end. So, I guess the anti-Semitic white nationalist wing, they're very upset with Trump? Is that the idea that... He said he did it to make Trump's life miserable because news of the dinner would leak and Trump would mishandle it. Fuentes echoed the sentiment saying, quote, I hate to say it, but the chickens are coming home to roost. You know, this is the frustration within his base and with his true loyalists. One confidant of Trump's said Trump was totally blindsided. It was a setup. That sounds like Trump. Uh, Some in Trump's orbit had cautioned him not to have dinner with Kanye under fire for anti-Semitism in the first place, according to two sources who had been briefed on an internal damage assessment that the campaign performed after the controversy erupted. But Trump is known for refusing to heed cautious counsel, guardrails, and gatekeepers. So he went ahead with the dinner alone, telling confidants that he thought Kanye needed his counsel. One confidant told NBC that Trump acknowledged he wanted the rapper to be seen because, quote, it would be fun for the members of Mar-a-Lago. That sounds like Trump, too. Mr. President, Kanye's here. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's I'll I'll make my grand entrance to all of the applause in the dining room. And then, you know, I got my table set up in the center of the room where everybody can see me. And uh, then when Kanye comes in. Uh, then I'll bring him over and everybody can see me dining with Kanye or no, sorry, 
Kanye dining with me, right? That's how Trump would think. And so bring him over to the table, let everybody, oh, that's, oh my gosh, that's yay. Say, say something about the Jews, Kanye. We love it when you do that. I don't know what he expected people to be screaming out. I don't know. But hours before the flight arrives in Florida, Milo entices the the former advisor, Giorno, to pick up the rapper in Miami and take him to Mar-a-Lago, 70 miles away. Giorno says that Milo told her that Kanye would be with two people, including somebody named Nick, but didn't give a last name. Milo confirmed that he gave limited information to her. Both say she was not told in advance of the plan to confront Trump at the dinner, but some Trump loyalists and advisors in his inner circle fault Giorno for not giving Trump or his team a heads up about Fuentes, whose identity she says she learned on the drive there. Quote, given Milo's multi-year anti-Trump posts since 2020 and his self-proclaimed desire to get vengeance on President Trump, Karen Giorno cannot in good faith say that she did not know what Milo was planning to do. Karen and Milo set Trump up to make him look bad. You know who said that? Laura Loomer. Do you remember that name? Good Lord. It's like getting the band back together with all of the alt-right folks. Oh, my goodness. So many names from the past. She's got relationships with all of these people, too. Giorno said she got caught in the blast radius. She was an unwitting participant. She said she didn't realize there was going to be a confrontation. She did not have time to call or text anybody with a heads up because the flight landed about 5 p.m. in the middle of South Florida during rush hour on a rainy day. It took them three hours to get to Mar-a-Lago. She said she tried to uh, give Trump an out, saying, "Uh, it's really good to see you again, but you're supposed to have dinner with Kanye. I'll be happy to go to the bar with these two guys while you have dinner. Trump turns to Kanye and says, I'll leave that to him. Do you want them to join? And Kanye says, yes, let's all eat. And he says, great, let's go out to the patio. So that's how it happened.